You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in, in everyday, everyday life. Hey, hey, wake up. We got to record. I, I'm, just, Jeff, I'm tired. Jeff, I'm tired. I'm just, didn't you I get didn't, a good night's no, sleep last night? I did not sleep well last night at all. Well, wake the. Wake up. Oh, wake the. <laughs> well, I mean, I just. I can't. I. I. How do you fall asleep so quickly every night? I can't do it. Well, how do you do it? I'll teach you Are my ways. Tricks? You you have ways. I have ways. There are now, some tricks. I want to go back to sleep now. Why don't you just talk about one of your you know ways you? All right, all right. Do the intro already. Hey, everybody. You're listening to InfoQuench. And I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Amy. And you know what? I haven't said this in a long time, but we're also heard on Local 107.3 FM. That's right. Every Wednesday. I just Wednesday. wanted to say that. You know? Every Wednesday from 1 to one thirty. And what a, what a fantastic radio station that just has so much love for the community and the students at the University of St. John campus. My love goes out to you. Yes. So if you're in St. John listening locally, be sure to check us out on 107.3 on Wednesdays at yeah. 1 o'clock. Uh, this episode. Yes, if you didn't this catch episode. It, if, you didn't, if you didn't pick up what we were laying down on the intro, yeah. it's all about good tips for good night's sleep. I don't know if you guys... 13 have... tips to be exact. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we're trying to step up our intro game. We are. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's, it's uh, you know, ringing true, you know? We're, yeah, we're trying to be creative. We're trying to be too legit to quit, really, is what we're doing. Too <laughs> legit. <laughs> so I like, I like it when I have these numbered lists because it keeps me on track. Okay, first of all, let's, let's just talk about, let's just, let's. <laughs> when you try to do everything but. <laughs> but, but listen, though, we should just talk about. The many different reasons why people don't get a good night's sleep. Before well, we... that kind of leads into the list. Oh, it does? Because oh. a lot of the tips are to combat or stop doing the things that lead to not having a good night's sleep. I should really start reading your notes before we start the podcast. <laughs> okay. But I, li- Just... I like being surprised. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is a list one, guys, so, and gals. I like being surprised. Yeah. That's a great excuse for not reading the show notes. Beforehand. Well, you never show them to me. That would be another good reason. <laughs> yeah. How come I, how am I going to read the money if I, I can't see them? The ideal amount of time that an adult should have, and it, it changes throughout our lifetime how much sleep we need. Obviously, kids need more. They're growing. But mm-hmm. the average adult needs somewhere in the range of seven to nine hours. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's some people out there who say they can completely function off as little as like four or five hours. Those people are superhuman. Um but really to, you know, to be at top mental capacity, to be able to think clearly and uh, be in good spirits, you, you know, seven to nine hours is the average for most people. You can adapt, though, because I have. I don't get that much sleep, but, you know, not at, not at one chunk. My, my sleeps are broken up into chunks because I work, uh, you know, shift work. Right. But, you know, like it's true. You can. I think it depends on the person, to be honest. Like you can function really well. On. Some people can anyways on like four or five hours of sleep because they're just so used to it, right? Oh, yeah, there's definitely some people can do that. And I know you have to do, you know, break it up. And sometimes mm. you have to have, uh, you know, naps outside of your regular sleep time to mm. sort of catch up too. And, you, you know, so it goes. But anyways, so it goes. seven to nine anyway, hours seven to nine. on average. Yeah, that's right. How do we get there? So number one is to 
and I want to just give a little bit of credit here to healthline.com. They have a lot of great articles that are evidence-based, so they'll re- reference a lot of research studies, and there's usually multiple studies for each of their... No fake news. No. Well, and I mean, it's... Yeah. It, sometimes you'll read articles and they'll have tips, and they yeah. don't really have any much to back it up. So this Definitely. one seemed pretty pretty legit. Too legit. To quit. Oh, uh, look at there that. There you go. We've got I a... tried uh, to tie it in for you. Uh, thanks, man. Number one awesome. is to... Uh, Increase your exposure to bright light during the daytime. Yes. So, as you're probably aware, our body has sort of a natural circadian rhythm. It's like the clock that tells us when we should be awake and when we should be asleep. And a lot of that has to do with our exposure to light. Right. So, if you're exposing yourself to bright daylight, it helps you wake up. A lot of people will even sleep, uh, go to sleep and they'll have their curtains left open Mm. so that when the morning sun rises it'll help wake them up gradually yeah i don't know who these people are most people awake to who are these people (laughs) yeah i you know what i just as a completely side note like a quick side note i always without fail wake up before my alarm goes off always like it's a just a th- I don't even have to set it, but I do just in case, but I never do. Well, and they say, you know, once you're, if you're getting the right amount of sleep and you're doing a, you know, doing it, um, regularly, re- yeah, regularly, that's the word habitually. I'm going for, <clears throat> habitually, then you, yeah, it's a lot of people do wake up before their alarm goes off mm. if you're, you're sort of in that same cycle. So natural light is just, it's really important for just overall daytime energy and mood. I know anybody who has felt, you know, the winter blues and yeah. will, will, uh, relate to that. And getting that increased light and energy during the day just improves the sleep quality at night. Um, some people even invest in like artificial uh, light sunlight, lamps, yeah. light lamps and, and that sort of thing. People who, if they have seasonal affective that's, disorder. I was and, trying to think of the name of that. Yeah. So that's number one. Make sure you get that daylight right. during the day. Definitely. So you can, you know. Uh, sleep better at night. A really great way to do that too, like you said, is opening up your curtains if you wanted to wake up to light, right? I mean, you can just wake up a little quicker. Yes. Yeah. Assuming that the the time you need to wake up also corresponds with sunrise. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't always the case. No. Um, number two is to reduce, you know, your daytime naps, particularly if they're irregular. So if people are used to always taking a nap in the afternoon, their body can become accustomed to it. Yeah. Um, so if you're accustomed to that and it's working well for you, then so be it. But if you're having trouble sleeping at night, you may be napping too much during the day. And the key time, they say anything over 30 minutes is probably going to affect your nighttime sleep. Oh, I mean. I, Those like, short little power naps under 30 minutes may actually help, you know, your daytime uh, brain function. And But anything longer than that might give you a little bit too much rest. And then when nighttime comes around, you might have a little bit of a, a hard time falling asleep. I don't know if you've ever had one of those naps when you wake up, like a daytime nap, you wake up and it's like, you don't even know what day it is. Oh yeah. Where you're at. Yeah. Those are awesome. Well, I find with me, no matter how long the duration of my nap is in the day, it'll screw up my sleep at in the, that evening, pretty much without fail, even if it's like a 20 minute nap. I love naps. They're so awesome. Oh, me too. They're they're great. When you just sink in and just all nice and warm and cozy and you're out. We're always trying to get kids to nap and to eat. And I think, how <laughs> glorious would that be if someone said, Amy, just go to sleep. Yeah, just siesta. go to sleep and close your eyes and rest. Just do that. Siesta, Do that man. thing. I would be all over it. We could bring those to Canada. 
Number three is also around light, but it's reducing your blue light exposure in the evening. Oh, like... And uh, this is something I'm so guilty of. Oh, yeah. So there's a... There's like a blue light is given off by lots of different things. Um, You know, there's even some blue light and, you know, in lamps and that sort of thing. But the main culprit, I think, nowadays are people looking at their mobile devices. Yeah. I mean, televisions have it and um, our phones, uh, iPads. The bigger the device, the more the blue light. So... Yeah. If you're working on something in, in late at night, like you, you'll absorb less blue light if it's on your phone versus an iPad. Um, but you could also put it in night mode. Yeah. So, well, there's some different things that you can do. There are some devices you can download apps mm. that will block out all blue light. Wow. Uh, there's special glasses that you can wear if you want to wear yeah. if you want to wear your sunglasses at night. <laughs> that will block out blue light. Uh, minimizing your screen time, they say two hours before you're heading to bed. That's when you should sort of be no one doing does the that. I know nobody does it. We're all laying in bed with our phones. Let's Even the people it. who wrote that study do that. <laughs> it's a stop watching TV and turn off any bright lights two hours before heading to bed. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I just head to bed then? Jeez. What the heck am I going to do? I know. Exactly. <laughs> what am I going to do? Stay screen. awake all night? <laughs> Without my blue lights. Um, I had to look up you know, Kindle, because I, as part of our, you know, minimalist lifestyle, as I look around the clutter around our house, I realize we need to declutter so that I don't feel like a hypocrite when I say we like to live like minimalists. We've pretty much got a thousand pens in that thing <laughs> I right know. in front of us. I know. <laughs> a lot of them are my drawing pens, though. But I, we got rid of a lot of books, and I tend to buy electronic books because they don't take up space in the house. But because of that, they're on my iPad, and I'm reading them, and there's blue light. That's right. So Definitely. Jeff just slid on a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. They were in, in the, our clutter pile. They were in arm's reach. <laughs> They're in our clutter pile. Now. How convenient that was. Um, so the, I think the original Kindle, when you bought the Kindle device, mm-hmm. actually didn't have that blue light. It read more like a book. But now when you have the devices, uh, sorry, the apps, the Kindle apps that we're watching on our iPads or phones, they do have the blue light. So... That's kind of hard. That's a tricky yeah. thing. I know that when I read a regular book, I definitely feel more sleepy at night than if I'm reading an electronic oh, book. Oh, me too. Like, and I, I have low brightness on my devices anyway, um, mostly because I just I like to not have to charge them as often. Yeah. There he there, is. There he goes again. Hi, Charlie. Um, so yes, blue light is a big thing, and it's something I'm. You know what I I been wanting to improve my sleep, and this is something that I'm going to try to do. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. try this. You're, you're like, you're saying yeah. you're going to do this right now on the air. I am. I'm going to have to hold you to it then. I am. The exception will be. <laughs> <laughs> Weekends. Yeah. And when I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about how I like to do a lot of research for the podcast late at night. And I do a lot of reading late at night. Yeah, you do. So I got to find just like how. Maybe I, I need to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy sunglasses. I think researching. I'm going to buy these blue blocking sunglasses. Yeah, blue blockers. I love that <laughs> the <laughs> commercial. There, there's <laughs> no. a another, like in the previous podcast, we talked about uh, things that, you know, remind us of our childhood. I remember that. Not my, not my childhood. Might have been a teenager when that commercial was on for blue blockers. You remember that? Do you remember yeah, that commercial? Yeah, I do. Anyway. I do. Oh, I remember. If, I wonder if the ones you have on actually block blue light. I don't know. They're pretty cheapies. Yeah. <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> I'll just turn. I'll just take them off then. 
Uh, <laughs> we spent a little extra time on that one because I did find it fascinating and I think that's probably affecting a lot of people. It's the amount of blue light we expose ourselves to. So I'm going to try out some glasses. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an easy thing. Blue blockers? I don't have to give up my phone I can or my iPad. I can just... Blue blockers? Yeah. Wow. I'll find them. I'll find some on Amazon and see. As seen on TV? As seen on TV. Number four, try to be consistent with your sleep and wake times. So this is hard for a lot of people because they want, they want to sleep in on the weekend. And it's, you know, yeah, if you're not I, getting I enough to. to sleep during the week, you build up what's called a sleep deficit. So say you're somebody who really needs to have seven hours of sleep a night, but you're getting, you know, six throughout the week. Well, by friday you've got a five hour sleep deficit yeah and this definitely happens to me i don't get i don't get enough sleep during the week and i end up trying to make up for it on the weekend that happens too yeah so then that that's well, like, hard because it throws off your whole consistency and but so, i find with you though you just need like a really nice long like almost a day of sleep and then that just resets <laughs> everything unfortunately life does not always no, give us I know. A, a full day of sleep that does happen. That it's would, hap- happened yesterday. It would be glorious. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday was a very relaxing. Th- yes. You, you, if you were awake, you wanted to be asleep yesterday. Yes. That yeah. happens. I think my body was fighting something. Oh, yeah. That's my reason. Don't judge me, people. No. I was resting my eyes. Mm-hmm. What is it that we never want to admit that we're actually napping? We just say we're resting no, our eyes. It's like it's a weakness. Eyes. It's a weakness to um, say that we've given me, in. Excuse me, but... Resting your eyes, that is equal to sleep. That's what you do when you sleep, is rest your eyes. So It's like, it's like uh, oh, like well, why don't you stop talking? Oh, it's just my mouth moving. I'm just like exercising my mouth. Well, that's what you do when you talk. Anyway. So that whole sleep, you know, and waking up at consistent times. Yeah, if you do that, you probably eventually wouldn't need an alarm. The no. key is to be getting enough sleep during the week. Mm-hmm. So that you can kind of keep that on the weekend. You're not trying to make up that deficit. Yeah. Number five is don't eat too late at night. Uh, that's that's something I got away from. So they say, good. you know, like having, you don't want to go to bed with a hung, you know, super hungry, but having a light snack, you know, two to three hours before going to bed, not having, um, you know, anything super heavy or spicy or anything that'll give you heartburn. Crackers and sriracha. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely bedtime snack. Number six, don't drink any liquids before bed. So you want to stay hydrated, but don't overdo the fluids right before you go to bed because you may find you're waking up in the middle of the night to go to the washroom, which happens more as we get older sometimes. I guess so, yeah. Um, So the recommendation is to not drink fluids one to two hours before bed. I do tend to drink water right up till I go to sleep. Yeah, you do. But I mean, if you if your if your body can handle it, and you don't find that it's waking you up, then you know keep up what you're doing. But if you find you're waking up in the middle of the night to go to sleep, or sorry, waking up in the middle of the night to uh, use the bathroom, <laughs> then you might want to cut out the liquids a couple hours before you go to bed. Number seven along the long long lines is don't drink alcohol. <laughs> yeah, oh, come right. on, next. Yeah, right. Number seven. <laughs> number seven's always the worst. <laughs> but really, though, downing a couple drinks a night. Um, it said it can negatively affects your sleep and, and uh, the hormones that affect your sleep. So it can also increase problems like snoring or sleep apnea if you have other issues going on. It alters your nighttime melatonin, which I'll talk a little bit about later. What so, about all these like studies where they say, oh yeah, like a glass of wine every single night is good for you? 
Well, they'll say when they're talking about red wine and they're talking about mm. like how that's good for the heart. And mm-hmm. that's a little different, I guess, than having a few a few drinks at night of like vodka or tequila before you head. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I usually find I sleep like a baby when I have a few drinks. <laughs> Number eight, don't consume caffeine late in the day. I've had this talk with people and some people say it doesn't bother them. For me, I usually will have a, a coffee in the morning and then by in the afternoon, I don't consume caffeine unless it's in the form of chocolate. Yes. Chocolate. <laughs> I might have a piece of dark chocolate, but even like if I'm having tea in the evening, I'll usually go with a decaffeinated herbal tea. Um, mm-hmm. I don't but, drink any caffeine whatsoever that I, that I control. So it can stay rather elevated in your, in your bloodstream for six to eight hours where you where it might affect your sleep. Mm-hmm. So depending on when, what time you normally go to bed, it might be like three or 4 PM might be your cutoff, but you, you know, you kind of work it out. But if you're feeling like you're laying in bed and just having trouble falling asleep, it could be that you had a little bit too much caffeine. So think about it, it could be hidden in coffee and it says energy drinks well duh but i mean don't yeah don't drink a monster energy drink (laughs) i'm really tired give me that red bull um i just wanted to say quickly that my method of forgetting the sleep that really works for me um i don't forget where i read it but i read it someplace online a while back and so there you are You're, you're trying to sleep right but your mind's just going like crazy and stuff so here's what you do you breathe in and then when you breathe out you count to one And then you breathe in and you count to two. Breathe in, exhale, count to three. And then you see how, but if you forget. So you're only counting on the exhales? You're only counting on the exhales. Yeah, you're only counting on the exhales. And uh, if you forget where you're at in the number, so if you're like, so your mind starts to wander, you start thinking about something else and you're not paying attention to what number you're on, you have to go directly back to one. Well, it's very meditative. Then, it's very right? meditative, and I've rarely gotten any higher than like forty or fifty, kind of thing. Is it that you but, forget what number you're on, or you just if some other thought creeps into your mind, that's mm, when you do reset? Yes, when another. So if you're like, if, I got to buy milk, then you've got to reset to number one. No, Even no. If you remember that your next no, number is 13? you have to you have to forget what number you're on, in order to get reset. You have to forget. Are you forgetting what number you're on that often? Oh yeah, like when you're like mine, you're you're just <laughs> thinking about stuff. Oh okay. yeah. You try it. All right. You try it when you can't sleep and it'll work. Okay. Anyway, try that. Maybe people. that's the only, the, the one tip everybody needed. It works every single time for me. So I should mention that a lot of, we talked about quantity of sleep in terms of, you know, seven to nine hours is the average of what adults need, but quality of sleep is also important. So a lot of these items we're mentioning affect not just, you know, your ability to fall asleep, but also your ability to stay asleep and to oh, have yeah. a, a good overall sleep. Melatonin. There's stages of sleep and REM and all that, but I'm not, that's, I'm not, I don't have that's time to technical. get into all that. <laughs> I didn't research all that. So we're sticking with the other, the other stuff. Yeah. Exercise. Sounds good. Oh yes. Exercise. You should do it, but you shouldn't do it right before bed. Again, no. unless if you're somebody that that works for them, maybe it's, um, Yoga, there's yeah. an exception. Having sexual relations is oh. considered great exercise just before falling asleep because it stimulates your oh. endorphin hormone production well, and it helps promote something? relaxation. So that type of exercise, I guess, is okay. Ah. Um, but other types of exercise, you're supposed to time it to happen like at least two to three hours before you're ready to go to sleep because your metabolism stays up a bit. Your heart mm-hmm. rate is increased for a while, even after exercise is finished. Mm-hmm. So... Interesting. Yeah, but makes having sense. regular physical activity is important for a good night's rest. I know I don't 
there's no time that I sleep any better than if I've been outside mm-hmm. all day Gardening. doing physical work. Yeah. So it must be like the combination of the, the exposure to the bright light, fresh air, and then also just being physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. I sleep super well. You do that one day a year gardening and you're bushed at the end <laughs> and you just can't wait to get to sleep. And if you can't, you use my method, then you're done. <laughs> Number 10, optimize your bedroom environment. Make sure that you don't have a spouse sleeping in the same bed with you. Oh, yeah. You should kick them out of the room. Kick them out. Yeah. That's yeah. purely for your benefit. Yeah. Okay. For all the jabs you're throwing my way. Okay. I am in I garden the more than once a year. I do. What, oh, I was talking about out, me. Oh, okay. So even if we're out shoveling snow, that gives us physical activity. You thought that was about you? No, yeah. no, no. It was about me. I get, I garden once a year with you. When have I ever even... You, oh, I, I pass you the tools when you say, like, where's the rake? I'm like, oh, here it is. I get it for you. You struggle to come up with yeah. the tool name. Rake, the hull whatever careful careful yeah, careful there don't you be calling me a hoe <laughs> so number 10 optimize your bedroom environment no it doesn't mean getting rid of your spouse oh i know um, i hope not no but it there's a lot of different things that make a good bedroom environment for sleeping one of them that's very key and some people say this is even more key than noise amount of noise is the temperature So if your room is too hot and you find yourself sweating um, or it's too cold, then it's going to really impact your sleep. The optimal temperature is around 20 degrees Celsius for most people, uh, which is about 70 Fahrenheit. I run pretty hot. I need to have a leg out or a window open every (laughs) night. It's always like the sacrificial leg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we all want to have blankets over us because it's like this comforting thing. But sometimes when we're too hot, we're like, okay, if I just stick out one body part, it'll bring my body temperature down. And it works. It does work. It and, does. And, help, and having like a nice cool pillow helps as well for me. Well, and having the... Flipping it. W- having the window open, like you mentioned, is is awesome. There's mm-hmm. nothing like being in a cool room Sunday under morning. warm blankets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunday morning's the best for And that. an electric blanket is also very nice. Which we haven't put on our bed yet, but we, we're going to. It's coming. It's coming. I can't believe it's October. Yep. So, yes, temperature is key. Noise, of course, is is, is important. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a lot of urban noise, you know, traffic and that sort yeah. of thing. But we, I, you know, you tune it out. You tune get used it out to it. big time. A lot of people live in big cities. And we're you, ridiculously you used out. to it. Um, just having, you know, a nice dark room. You know, particularly if you're doing shift work and you need to have blackout yeah. curtains. Oh, that was one of the like best that. purchases we ever made. Yes. I don't forget when that was, but the hotels are really good at that. You know, they always yeah. have the the blackout curtains. They understand. They know where. They know what's up. They know what's up. <laughs> but then they make you check out too early. They do after you're sleeping so well. Sometimes they let you stay late though too. Yeah, sometimes. Which is nice. Um, yeah, and you know. Not one of the other things around bedtime and a bedroom environment is not to do things in your bedroom that are not conducive to sleep. So if you're doing things like bringing your laptop into your bed and doing work um, or doing your homework in, in bed or in your bedroom and you start to associate your bedroom with other activities that may be stressful or 
take a lot of brain power. It can be difficult to relax in that environment. So try to keep, you know, yeah. bedroom. They say use your bed for sleep and intimate moments. Intimate moments. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's true. And Great you know wording. what? I think, I, think, uh, I think one of the things too is the feng shui of your room helps with your sleep if it's if it's super cluttered and stuff i don't know maybe it's just our minds there's you know a certain kind of mind i think well but yeah i think it's, it's some just people are, are are okay with clutter like a lot of clutter it's whatever makes you comfortable and, right and uh, in your room you know whatever you need to build your little cocoon yeah that's happiness. true number 11 have a routine have a bed bedtime routine with you know and and practice it each night some people like to listen to soothing music they might want to take Brain, a you know. hot bath or a hot shower mm-hmm. you know um doing that you know even an hour to an hour and a half before sleep can help uh improve sleep quality it's been proven to show that people have actually more of a deep sleep when they do that um, if you're one of those people who need music to fall asleep to, there's no better album than Brian Eno's Music for Airports. That's Definitely right. Definitely check it out. Yeah, you often play that. Yeah, and it works. Music for Airports. By Brian Eno. I've actually tried uh, sleep meditations before, too. You can find them on YouTube. They work? Yes, they do. I've and I, I've, But the thing is, is that you, you kind of do them, and then at the end of them, you kind of wake up for a second. So... I don't know. Oh, that's... And they're usually quite lengthy. Defeats the purpose. And then I also wonder if like in the middle of it, they're subliminally trying to tell you to buy a bunch of their stuff. Oh, or... probably. <laughs> so make sure you research Zuckerberg's what you're listening to before you in there. give them access to your mind while yeah. you're sleeping. Number 12, be comfortable. Get comfortable. Have a good mattress. Have a good pillow. Have good bedding and sheets. What do we, what, What's that thing we have on our bed that makes it so comfy? Oh, it's the, like a memory, memory foam. Memory foam. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yes, like sleeping on a pillow, people. Yes, it's really good. And we got that one from Costco. Mm-hmm. It keeps it cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. And yeah, it's really, really nice. Flannel sheets, too. Let's give a shout out to them. I don't know if we did already, but flannel we sheets. We didn't, but flannel sheets are already on the bed for the season and they yeah. are comfy. Yeah. Um, this website said you should be upgrading your bedding every five to eight years. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatevs. I don't like they're once actually saying like they're saying <laughs> saying like mattress. I the same mattress <laughs> I got had I slept on as a kid I took to university. So yeah. there, there's that. And then wasn't <laughs> wasn't Hux using that for a while before he got a new bed? No. Oh. No, I know he got a new one. All right. Yeah. He spoiled it. Oh, that siren stopped just outside our house. Ah, what a, what a jam packed evening. <laughs> Crazy cat. Hopefully we're not getting sirens. He's gonna be knocking at the door. All right. Oh, and there's... Okay. Oh, yeah. all's well. All's well all's in well. St. John, New Brunswick. So, yes, the uh, <laughs> mattress and bedding every five to eight years. That seems a bit excessive. It is. Bed- well, bedding, I can see. I mean, it's okay. New sheets are great. But um, the big thing is is to have the right firmness for you. You don't want something that you're shifting and trying to get comfortable. Exactly. And, you know, pay attention to your own sleep position and what makes you comfortable. You want your, you know, your head to be in natural alignment um, with your spine. And, you know, just you want to be comfortable. If you're waking up achy and everything, it might be time to evaluate your overall sleep setup. This is true. Number 13 and this one I'm going to start with, uh, with as with any supplements, you got to check with your doctor first because there can be, even if they're natural, I'm doing air quotes on that one, 
um, they could still have interactions with medications or other health implications. So make sure you check with your doctor, but melatonin is a supplement that is commonly used. Yeah. Um, I know you take, yeah, it's great. Tip. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great for both getting you getting me to sleep as well as keeping me in sleep when I am there. Right. So it's a natural sleep hormone that we already have in our body and it kind of what tells our brain it's time to relax and it's time to go to bed. So a lot of people do supplement with melatonin. Um, and if that's something that you would like to try, check with your doctor to see if that's something that's right for you. People even use it to help adjust to new time zones and things when they're traveling. Other things, you know, like even the scent of lavender you know, you don't have to, you don't ingest it, but just having the scent of, uh, you know, lavender oil through mm-hmm. an infuser or something like that, maybe something that'll help lull you to sleep. And if all else fails, don't rule out that you might have an underlying sleep disorder. You know, there could be, um, you could have sleep apnea, which is when you, you know, you're actually physically stop breathing during sleep, you which uh, machine. Th- then you end up waking up. And you may not even realize that you're waking up during the night multiple times, but it can severely affect the quality of your sleep so that you end up quite tired True. throughout the day. Um, so there are a lot of people who have that and just aren't even aware. So if you are having trouble sleeping, sleep quality is so important to your overall quality of life. Do some steps to try to get it under control and talk talk to your family doctor and uh, you know ask them for assistance because, like I said, it's important. It is very important. Sleep is important. You know what? Just have a nap now. Why not? No matter where you're at, just pull over. If you're in your car, pull over, have a nap. Yes, pull over first. If you're yeah. operating heavy equipment, <laughs> if you're at your job, wait until your shift is over yeah, because go, I don't want you to get nap. fired. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't get fired. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. It really means a lot to us. Let us know what you do to get to sleep. Uh, you can find us anywhere on social media. We have our own website even. Uh, yeah, let us know. Infoquench.com. Infoquench.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit Infoquench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes. You can also check out Infoquench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time. time.